Jesus Christ is the center of the universe, even the center of our molecular structure. He simply spoke into existence all that you see out of that which is invisible by the word of his Father. He is truly central to everything, even thoughts and deeds. For example, a job seeker decides to lie on his resume. This action is antichrist. On the other hand, the resume that speaks truth is pro-Christ. Two plus two equals four. That is pro-Christ. Two plus two equals 3.9 is antichrist. Jesus Christ is the truth. Concerning Jesus Christ, Colossians 1, 16 through 19 reads, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Jesus Christ is the center. Have you made him central to your life? Are you born again? If Jesus Christ is the truth, and he is, then living outside of him is living a lie, and it is. He is the truth that sets a soul free. Would you like to know this Savior today? Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Proverbs ten sixteen. The labor of the righteous tendeth to life, the fruit of the wicked to sin. God said, Proverbs eleven nineteen, As righteousness tendeth to life, so he that pursueth evil pursueth it to his own death. Man said, Who needs this archaic God of the Bible? We will trust in academia. Surely today's lofty wisdom shows a better way. We will do our own thing. Now the record. Man claims he is seeking truth, but when the obvious truth is shown, he denies. The Bible reports that day unto day uttereth speech, but pseudoscience denies. Their position is that the universe exploded onto the scene out of virtually nothing, and life was spawned in some mysterious primordial soup. Romans 1, 20-25 depicts this situation, and it reads, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature, creature excuse me, more than the Creator, who was blessed forever. Amen. So it is with all fallen men. This is God Said, Man Said, feature article 462, that proves the inerrant veracity of the Word of God. These articles are archived in text and streaming audio, and every Thursday eve, God willing, they grow by one. Welcome to God Said, Man Said. May the face of the Lord shine upon you with light and truth. 
Proof that God is is clearly demonstrated in the difference he places between his children and the children of this carnal world. As God plagues the Egyptians for their evil deeds perpetrated against the Jewish people, he speaks of the principle of the difference in Exodus 11.7. But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue against man or beast, that ye may know how that the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. There is a very real difference. On God said, man said, numerous features deal with the principle of the difference. Those who sow obedience unto the perfect instructions in the word of God reap clear and unambiguous results. Those who sow disobedience also reap very clear and unambiguous results, and in the results of the two groups is displayed the principle of the difference. The proof that God is, is found in the difference. Examples of the difference. Obedience versus disobedience. Obedient say yes to God's commandment against alcohol, Proverbs chapter 23. The disobedient reap alcoholism, child and spousal abuse, fetal alcohol syndrome, sundry diseases, depleted brain function, crime, auto accidents, job loss, etc., etc., etc. The obedient say yes to God's commandment against drug abuse, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. The disobedient reap drug addiction, premature death, negative effects upon the unborn, crime, prostitution, job loss, imprisonment, etc., etc., etc. Obedient say yes to God's commandment against hatred and bitterness, Matthew chapter 5, Hebrews chapter 12. The disobedient reap murder, quest for revenge, broken relationships, divorce, broken homes, enhanced chances of heart disease and various other disorders, depression, premature death, etc., etc., etc. The obedience say yes to God's commandment against fornication and adultery, Romans chapter 1, Galatians chapter 5. The disobedient reap sexually transmitted diseases, children out of wedlock, welfare, premature death, rape, murder, imprisonment, mental illness, etc., etc., etc. The obedience say yes to God's commandment against homosexuality, Romans chapter 1. The disobedient reap AIDS, other sexually transmitted diseases, infants born with STDs, dramatically shortened lifespans, pedophilia, imprisonment, depression, etc., etc., etc. The obedience say yes to God's commandment to ship stress, excuse me, Matthew chapter 11. The disobedient reap significantly increased risk of heart disease, 40% higher death rate, 75 to 90% of visits to primary care physicians, a result of stress-related disorders, suicide, depression, etc., etc., etc. The proof of the clear supernatural superiority of God and his word is clearly displayed in the difference. New research published in 2009 in Newberg and Waldman's book, How God Changes Your Brain, says yes again to the principle of the difference. Following are a few short excerpts. A national sampling found that those who go to church at, church at least once a month have a 30 to 35 percent reduced risk of death. 
The numbers are equally consistent for Caucasians, African Americans, and Mexican Americans. And for older individuals, religious activity is even more beneficial. Those who attend weekly are significantly less likely to have a stroke. And those who infrequently attended religious services had higher rates of death from circulatory, digestive, and respiratory disorders. In fact, the more you attend, the less you'll smoke, end of quote. God pronounces the difference between his children and the children of this world, and Jesus calls the difference life and life more abundantly. One final quote from Newberg and Waldman's book. People who have anger at God have more medical problems and poor recovery rates from illness and hospitalization, and patients, excuse me, who struggle with religious issues over time are particularly at risk for health, end of quote. The proof is in the difference. Yes, it's true. Righteousness tendeth to life. God said, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 16, the labor of the righteous tendeth to life, the fruit of the wicked to sin. God said, Proverbs eleven nineteen, as righteousness tendeth to life, so he that pursueth evil pursueth it to his own death. Man said, who needs this archaic God of the Bible? We will trust in academia. Surely today's lofty wisdom shows a better way. We will do our own thing. Now you have the record.